Welcome to Lakers Carpool. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. My name is James Brooks. I am the host of this podcast. Welcome in. Thanks again for joining me. Lakers lose game one of the first round matchup against the Suns in Phoenix, 99-90. to Lakers played pretty awful. Lost by nine. Let's jump into it. All right, well... The game yesterday afternoon was pretty pretty annoying. I'll say annoying because it's just annoying to me that the Lakers don't just come out and dominate when they should be able to dominate. They let other teams walk over them. They play. They come out the gate slow in the first quarter, in the first half. They wait to respond to what other teams are doing rather, rather than just punch a team in the face and play their basketball, make other teams play up to their to what they uh, are capable of doing. So that I mean to me that's the most frustrating thing about yesterday, the Lakers losing by 9 points in a game that they played awful in. Like they should have absolutely destroyed the Suns yesterday had they played even close to their full potential. Um LeBron James was the high scorer for the Lakers with only 18 points. Anthony Davis contributed a mere 13 points. Uh, I think Dennis Schroeder had like 14 points. It, it was just just completely awful. Lakers shot 26% from the three-point line. On the other hand, the Suns played great. Devin Booker had like 34 points, 36 points. DeAndre Ayton had 20 points. And just completely destroyed the Lakers. Lakers defense didn't show up. Uh, couldn't stop... Lakers two bigs couldn't stop DeAndre Ayton when they were both running the game, let alone one of them being in the game. Um, just all around terrible. Couldn't put anything together offensively. Couldn't get stops on defense. I mean, the Lakers, I, I don't have the numbers on this, but the Lakers stopped a ton of, or the Lakers forced a ton of misses by the by the Suns, but then couldn't manage to, to you know, rebound the ball. They couldn't catch the ball. It was like the ball had butter on it, you know? Like, they would, it would hit their hands and bounce off and then bounce off to DeAndre Aiden right under the basket and he'd dunk it or, you know, things like that. Like, that's what it seemed like was happening all day yesterday during the game. So, overall, pretty just disappointing performance from the Lakers. But, given all that, I'll tell you the main reason why I am not too worried about this loss. First of all, it's a seven-game series. One loss doesn't really dictate a whole series, which is... The, the positive the most positive news in this situation the next positive news is I mean it could only help but compare this to the Lakers last play, uh, the, the playoffs last season with the Lakers Lakers came out in the first round as the number one seed playing at the Portland, Portland Trailblazers and lost that game I think it was like 100 to 91 they lost by like eight or ten points to the Portland Trailblazers in game one of the first round of last season's playoffs. They then went on to win that series in five games to then match up against the Rockets where they got smoked in game one and then went on to win that series in five games. So it looks like history is repeating itself a little bit. The Lakers come out slow in game one. You know, I was hoping that the play-in game against the Warriors would have um, kind of 
acted as that game one where the Lakers came out slow. They still won the game, thankfully. But then they would use that to get the, get it out of their system for game one against Phoenix. But but I was wrong. So Lakers come out. They actually came out okay. Like they were they they, they were getting blown out in the first quarter, but they just couldn't get anything going. Anthony Davis played maybe the worst game of of his Lakers career. You know, I, maybe he's had a worse game with the Pelicans. Hard to say. honestly like it would be hard for him to have a worse game, but he had definitely his worst game as a Laker yesterday. Only 13 points, couldn't couldn't get a shot to fall. Was playing soft, didn't get had barely any rebounds. Um, he really let DeAndre Ayton walk all over him pretty much. Um, so did Andre. Uh, so did Drummond. I mean. Drummond was covering him a lot while while he was in the game. And he played a lot, surprisingly. I mean, I at least looking on Twitter, one of the biggest critiques of yesterday is, is Frank Vogel's rotation. I mean, I think the, the thing is, is I think the Lakers use game one of, of these series, or at least Frank Vogel uses game one of these series to really figure out what he wants to do and, and make adjustments. So, you know, the Suns have a a good young big man in DeAndre Ayton. So they think that, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like you'd think, okay, we'll stick our two big men, the two big men that are, are pretty good, right? Like that are athletic can, can cover this young guy that's athletic and, and all that stuff. Andre Drummond and, and, and Anthony Davis, but the Suns start running the pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton and and Andre Drummond can't cover a, a pick and roll. I mean, like, he gets the amount of times that he got stuck in between the pick and roll, and Aiden got some sort of alley oop dunk or got the ball all virtually unguarded down low it is beyond me. When you have two seven foot guys in the game, it's like, it's, I mean, congrats to the Phoenix Suns for executing some great some great plays yesterday because they had the Lakers lost. Or at least Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. I mean, it was pretty bad. So the Lakers can't guard Aiton. Uh, Devin Booker is played like Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker is one of the most. At least when I watch him, and again, I don't watch him like every game, every night, or anything like that. But like, Devin Booker is one of the most, one of the smoothest, most consistent players that I've seen. I mean, it's almost like Steph Curry level. Like that's what I was saying in my last episode about about Steph Curry is that he just is so smooth, so consistent. He's if he gets a mid-range a mid-range jumper, Devin Booker that is at least like it's a, there's a pretty high percentage that, that 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 shot's falling. So Devin Booker played like Devin Booker. He was smooth, he was he was consistent and he was living up to the moment. I mean, that's him. I think I so I think it was of the Suns five starters Three of them were making their playoff debut. Um, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton being two of those guys. Uh, Chris Paul went down with an injury, I think, in the first first or second quarter, um, where he like fell on his shoulder. He kind of wasn't playing like himself for most of the game, so we'll kind of have to monitor that, see how he's doing with his shoulder. Um, but yeah, the, overall, the Phoenix Suns played very well. 
and the and the Lakers played very very bad, and the Lakers only lost by nine. I mean, that there's a little silver lining in that for me. I think like with how bad the Lakers played, they should have lost by at least 15 points. Um, the shooting they shot 26% from the three point line, and their two best players combined for. 31, 41 points, 31 points, they combined for 31 points, like, that's incredibly, just unbelievably bad, for the, I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much more to say other than, like, what, you know, you just gotta pick it up, I mean, Phoenix was rocking, it's nice to have some playoff basketball back, that's for sure. Playoff basketball is back with fans in the stadiums. Um, it was loud. Phoenix was loud. You got that home court advantage back for the Suns. Uh, I mean, that's the Lakers are a good team, but they've really put literally any obstacle. Well, maybe not any, because had the Lakers lost in the playing game and and got the eighth seed. Then they would have literally put every obstacle in front of them. But, I mean, like, they've put almost every obstacle in front of them between, like, injuries, uh, the play-in tournament, getting the seventh seed, having to, you know, not being, not having home court advantage in the playoffs. Uh, you know, pretty much any, any obstacle you could have, the Lakers are facing it this season. So, so it's pretty tough. But, I mean, it was fun to see Phoenix uh, full of, of fans and uh, just loud and that playoff atmosphere being back and, and seeing that across the league too I mean like Madison Square Garden yesterday was also packed and rocking and all that stuff so overall just good to have playoff playoff atmosphere basketball back so hopefully you know I mean I think that also could have played a role for the Lakers right it's like you're not used to this stuff right you're like You've been playing all season with limited fans, and then you come in here, and it's loud as all get up, and it's it's rocking, and it's going, and you're playing bad. The fans are reacting to that. You get in your head, and I mean, I that's just kind of what happens. So the Lakers just really need to adjust. Um, after the game, Anthony Davis came out and basically put the loss on him, which I mean, I did. I did tweet during the game that, like, this this, this game, the difference in the game was Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is playing to his full potential, and, I, and to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention to LeBron's um, points also, but it's, it was combined between LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, when LeBron, only ha- when LeBron has less than 20 points, Anthony Davis needs to have, like, 30-plus. Um... And so, you know, LeBron LeBron only having 18 points really hurt the Lakers as well. But during the game, like, it it really felt like the difference in the game was Anthony Davis. Had Anthony Davis shown up and played and played like he's capable capable of playing, that nine-point deficit the, that the Lakers had, I guess both at the time when I tweeted it and during the loss, like, after they lost, they lost by nine, um... That nine-point difference is the difference in Anthony Davis's play. I mean, 
Anthony Davis plays a little bit better, and that score is tied, right? He makes up that nine-point difference easy. He plays, like, to his full potential or even to, like, like 90% of his full potential, and it flips to the Lakers being up by nine, you know? So it's, like, just Anthony Davis playing not even, like – like, he played so bad that, like, it's, like, him just playing a little better is him still not playing, like, to his full potential. So, like, he plays a little bit better, and it's a tie game. He plays to his full potential. Lakers are winning that game. So, I think, I really do think, I mean, LeBron came out, and, you know, he said, like, you know, I heard Anthony Davis' comments, uh, you, you know, no losses ever on one guy, but I do uh, like when he puts the pressure on himself because it really makes him come out and play well and he'll make those adjustments, and he's going to play well the next few games or whatever, you know. Which is, I mean, I guess that's true, or I hope that's true, that Anthony Davis can make some adjustments, get fired up, actually look like he wants to be out on the court and cares that he's making a run for back-to-back championship. You know, like, there's not many teams get get an opportunity for back-to-back championships um, and, and succeed, you know. I mean, like, the Lakers did it in the early 2000s. I mean, like, teams have done it, I guess. The Celtics have done it. The Lakers have done it. The Lakers have done it again in 2009-2010. You know, the Spurs have had a chance. The Heat, the Warriors. I guess, I mean, like, there's a lot of teams that have that get opportunities for it. But winning a championship is not easy. As we have saw, I mean, like, comparing last season to this season, right, like, even with COVID, things went as well as they possibly could for the Lakers, right? Like, no injuries. Um, in a way, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis got a lot of rest with the suspension of, of the season for a little bit and then the bubble. The Clippers choked and lost, so the Lakers didn't have to meet the Clippers in the first round, right? Like, they played the Blazers, the Rockets, the Nuggets, and the Heat, right? Like, it doesn't get much, much better than that in terms of your playoff road or journey to the to a championship um, like things really fell into fell into place for the Lakers last season and, and that's how it has to work for when you look at any any championship winning team right and you look back at how, how it worked out there's always something right like the team that was originally favorited had an injury or or a team that really would have been scary to face uh, choked and lost or there, you know, like there's an upset, or you know, like there's always a few things that really do have to fall in place. I would say, you know, like winning a championship in a major league sport, most of it is skill, right? And having the right lineups, having the right team, uh, having the best players. But there's a significant percentage that is that is partially luck, right? So comparing last season's team to this season with the Lakers, it's like things really fell into place. This season, things are not shaping up to fall into place quite as much as we would have hoped. The Lakers, things are definitely going to be a lot tougher on the Lakers this season, this go-around in the playoffs than last season. So you really have to show up, you know, and getting a chance to win back-to-back titles is, you're, you know, you're putting yourself in the history books. You're making a name for yourself in that Lakers franchise, the Lakers family. And Anthony Davis showed up yesterday as if he couldn't care less about uh, 
about about all that. So hopefully he does make that adjustment. I don't mind him putting that loss on him because I mean the fans the fans are tweeting it, the fans are saying it like Anthony Davis needs to show up and but I do but I do, I mean obviously like it is true that no one loss is or that a loss isn't on just like one player alone necessarily. But LeBron also I mean, LeBron came out, he hit a few threes, like, he was, he was kind of carrying the team in the first quarter, and then he, uh, you know, only scored 18 points the rest of the game, so there's a lot of, the Lakers, I mean, again, when your team plays as bad as they did, like, it really isn't on one, any one person, because, uh, they only shot, like, 26% from three, like, it just... They sh- the Lakers shot 43% from the field. Like, that was good at least. I mean, they've shot worse in in playoff games and, and whatnot. So, 43% from the field, 26% from three. At the end of the day, just not going to get it done, right? And the thing is, too, like, another, another silver, or like, I guess silver lining or another point to make on the optimistic side of everything is... The Lakers missed so many threes. You just make three more. You KCP, like the Lakers had more than three wide open threes. You hit just three of them. It's a tie game. You hit a couple more of them. You're up by six. And so, and that's even with Anthony Davis playing like crap, and LeBron not playing very well either. Um, that really does that. You know, things make a difference. Lakers are notoriously bad in game ones, at least comparing last season and this season, like putting those together. So Lakers have a lot of room for improvement. Hopefully the Lakers can come out in game two and uh, really show what they're capable of and take the series over. Um, Another, just one last thing to point out is, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, is Frank Vogel's rotations. It'll be interesting to see what he does in game two with Drummond because in theory Andre Drummond should be able to to destroy DeAndre Ayton especially like if if Drummond's in when DeAndre Ayton's not in which I don't know if that happened much I feel like Vogel tried to match up Drummond with Ayton most of the game but you know, I think we'll see something a little different. I mean, Andre Drummond barely played against the Warriors in the play-in game, partially because of their matchup, right? Like, the Warriors are more of a small ball team than the Lakers are. So it made sense to have just put Anthony Davis at the five. You know, I saw a tweet that the Lakers' best, like, net rating uh, came with the lineup of LeBron, KCP, Schroeder, Mark Gasol, and Anthony Davis. Uh, Mark Gasol didn't see the floor in game one. So maybe we see him. Uh, I mean, Mark Gasol does provide some good passing. He can kind of shoot a little bit. Uh, I feel like he would be... He may not be as athletic as Andre Drummond, but I think he would at least be better on the defensive rotations 
like he'll be in the right place. Whether or not he can make a good defensive play once he's in the right place, that's kind of more of the question, in my opinion. But it might be, you know, it'd be nice to see him see the floor. It might be, you know, it'd be nice to see just some different, some different stuff going on out there. Personally, after that performance in game one, I would like to see less of, of Drummond on the floor, unfortunately. I mean, I think that he should be able to play and play well and make a difference, but I don't know. He just gives up too many open looks to the guys that he's covering. Like, he gets stuck on those pick and rolls. He, he can't rotate back very well. Like, it's almost like he thinks he's rotating back, but then just stops in the middle and then gets lobs. Like, they just lobbed over him. You know, so it's like, I don't know. So we'll see what Frank Vogel does. I th- There's definitely some rotation changes that need to be made. I don't really know. Aside from the Marcus Andre Drummond thing, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like Dennis Schroeder. So, like, during the season, Dennis Schroeder was, like, the third best player on the team. He was kind of a playmaker, a scorer. But it almost seems like between the play-in game and yesterday's game that he is he almost is like too jittery or something like he's making mistakes he's turning the ball over he you know he gets he does get to the basket and get a few layups like that he's missing threes missing jump uh, like mid-range jump shots you know like Alex Crusoe came in in the play-in game and really made a big impact um, so, I, you know, that's another thing, too, is, like, I wouldn't be afraid to play a guy like Alex Crusoe, who, you know, reminder, right, like, he started in game six to close out the series against the Heat and win the championship. So, I mean, like, Alex Crusoe's a gamer. Um, Kyle Kuzma's been playing well he, all season. I think he can make some more of an impact. But uh, I think the big men are really kind of where it, where it lies, right? It's like... How does Montrez, Marcusall, and Andre Drummond rotate and, and all that stuff? All right, let's just take a quick look at game two. So game two is tomorrow, which is Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Lakers playing again in Phoenix. You know, I mean, this all, like I've been saying this whole, this whole episode, it all boils down to... It, it all boils down to the Lakers and their superstars. How are LeBron James and Anthony Davis going to play? And I think that I'm confident that that Anthony Davis will show up, will make an impact, and he will he will do whatever he can to not be to to win that matchup with 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 Aiden. And I think on the other hand. LeBron James, you know, I feel like he came out and played well to start the game, but then he kind of, like, kind of, like, fizzled away as the game went on almost. Um, You know, he was, like, kind of consistently good, but, like, never anything special yesterday afternoon. Um, So, I, you know, I expect him to, to, to take over as well. I think the Lakers come out. I think the, I think the Lakers win game two. I think that they don't have any choice but to win game two. I think if they lose game two, they're digging a hole so big for themselves, so deep for themselves. I don't know that they have 
the team chemistry to get out of that hole personally. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily, obviously like teams have come back from worse. Um, so they could do it right. But it's just the chemistry on this team is not quite as strong as last season's team. I feel like going down 2-0, things are going to get a little bit depressing and the, they're not, you know, it would really take, if the Lakers go out to go down 2-0, it's going to take a lot. Like LeBron James is going to have to do everything in Anthony Davis. Um, so I think the Lakers don't have a choice but to win game two. I think the Lakers play well or they play better when they have really have something to lose. I hope that they view game two as something significant to lose. Overall, I mean, based on yesterday's game, right, like the Lakers played as bad as they could. The Suns played maybe not as good as they can, but they played pretty well. And the Lakers were still in the game late in the game. They only lost by nine. Like, I just, I have a hard time based on yesterday's game not still seeing the Lakers winning this series. Um, you know, comparing it to last season, right, it's like the Lakers lost by basically this much and played basically this bad against the the Trailblazers, and they went on to win in five. I, I think that if the Lakers were maybe, if it was flipped, where they had home court advantage, maybe I'd say the Lakers win in five. Maybe with due to home court advantage, it goes to six games, but I think that the Lakers can close it out in six games. That's that's my prediction. I five or six. I mean, like if the Lakers wouldn't play well, obviously five. If the Lakers don't play well, six. You know, I I don't see the Suns winning this series. They're just they're still a young team. I mean, they came out and they proved that they're not too. Uh, bashful for the moment right like it's the Suns first playoff appearance in 10 to 11 years since 2010 three of their starters were making their playoff debut this series or you know their first playoff game was yes game one and and they came out and they played well you know so props to them for that now what now what it comes to is can you make the right adjustments can you um not get overly cocky right like a lot of, you kind of saw that a lot with the teams Lakers played last season was an almost an overconfidence after winning game one um whereas the Lakers now because they lost they're really forced to to focus on those um adjustments and and make those changes so I mean the Suns came out to play we'll see how they how they adjust how they continue playing, how they adjust to the Lakers' adjustments and whatnot. Um, overall, young teams don't do not do very well in, in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs. They do have Chris Paul as a veteran leader on the team who he's a good player, right? But he's older. He's hurt his shoulder now. There's only so much that he really can do in a full-on series, right? Um, I think it's enough to win a couple games, at least to win the first game. So, so we'll see how how it goes. I, I, I could definitely get be proven wrong. The Suns could prove me wrong, but given their their age, their their freshness, their their lack of experience, I just have a hard time seeing 
them winning four games against the against the Lakers. And I think that I think the Lakers will adjust. They'll show up their best. Anthony Davis, LeBron James will show up and play, and uh, they'll at least get the win tomorrow in Game Two, and, and ultimately in the series. I think they'll they'll take it in in at least six games. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm-hmm.